episode 37. Introduction to cryptocurrencies. Hey Chainers, and welcome to another edition of Chain of Wealth. I'm your host, Dennis O'Brien. And I'm Katie Welsh. Alright Katie, so today is a very special episode and we're going to be talking all about crypto assets, blockchain, cryptocurrency, and we'll dive into one or two cryptocurrencies like Bitcoin. Bitcoin is one of the first cryptocurrencies. It was released in 2009 and has been the first currency of its kind in the modern age. <laughs> that does not need... <laughs> Sorry, it's okay. continue. <laughs> Bitcoin is a cryptocurrency that was released in 2009 and has become the first currency of its kind in the modern age. Basically, it doesn't need a central bank to function, which makes it pretty unique. It's created a huge amount of buzz in the media and the markets, and it's a topic where there's loads of noise. If you don't focus, you can really lose track of what we're talking about. So just to let you know, we've got a crypto special, (laughs) just coined that, coming up (laughs) over the next two weeks, with today being the introduction to everything on crypto and just a little bit of basic introduction. And then after that, we're going to dive into some interviews with two guests that have a lot of knowledge on the topic. So the first guest, we had an awesome interview. It's already been recorded and everything, but because it was so long, we've split it up into three different parts because there was just way too much information on the one episode. Okay, well, wow, that was a lot of information there, Dan. And uh, yeah, I remember you having that conversation with your buddy, Dominic, who has made some money off of cryptocurrencies. And just to be... a a little more sure here, okay? Mm-hmm. So, I hear you talking about cryptocurrencies all the time, and, you know, people come up and they ask me a couple of questions here and there. First, Bitcoin is one type of cryptocurrency, correct? Yeah, it's one type. Okay, because when people are talking about it, sometimes it sounds like Bitcoin is the only cryptocurrency and right. that's not true no 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 in fact i think there's over 1500 coins at the moment and i'm sure we'll get into that in this episode are you ready to jump right in yeah let's do it welcome to chain of wealth here's your host dennis inspiring you to begin your journey of financial freedom Chainers, and welcome to another edition of Chain of Wealth. As I mentioned before, today isn't an actual interview per se, but rather a discussion between Katie and myself where we can explore the topic quite a bit. I'm a, I have a lot more technical knowledge on the topic and I've done quite a lot of reading on it. I've dabbled in the markets a little bit and Katie's heard me muttering about this crypto and that crypto, but we decided to break it down for everyone so that it's really easy to understand. A lot of our listeners at Chain of Wealth have asked us to do a cryptocurrency special. So this goes out to all of those people and hopefully we can clear up some of the confusion in the markets. Hopefully. (laughs) So the timing of cryptocurrencies, it seems like all of a sudden there's a huge amount of buzz. Bitcoin was at almost $20,000 in December 2017 and it's now under $8,000. So then my first question for you, if I invested in crypto right. back in December and when it was at $20,000 or however much, 
And now it has kind of tanked right. to about 8,000. First, should people be panicking? It depends what you mean by panicking. Okay, let me, <laughs> let, let me make it, let me rephrase it then. Should people just quit on the idea for cryptocurrency? Well, I, I would say, number one, you have to realize this is still a very new thing to the markets. And it's something that's not really as developed as our traditional financial instruments and stuff. And also, it's not regulated per se. So it, it's kind of an area where we haven't really gone before. But on that note, I think people should be very careful in terms of how much they should invest. I don't think this is something you go and put your life savings into on a hope and a prayer that it's going to do well. But but if, you should not do that for any kind of, like even in the stock market. Yeah. You don't put all your eggs in one basket. Exactly. The most important thing you can do with your long-term investments is diversify. And that means don't only invest in the stock market, invest in bonds, invest in, like there's a loads of types of assets and securities you can invest in. And Bitcoin is becoming one of those other assets. In Bitcoin, there are other cryptocurrencies. Right. So there's a lot of other cryptocurrencies. Some of the other major cryptocurrencies are ones like Ethereum. You've probably heard that name. Or perhaps Litecoin. And you have a couple. What ones are you invested in right now? So... I don't think I'm at liberty to punt the ones I am invested in completely. I'm not going to disclose how much I have or my exact holdings, but I actually currently don't own any Bitcoin. I own Ethereum. I own Litecoin. I own Rayblox and I own Ripple. Okay. Why? Which one? Why? I am stuttering here. <laughs> why did you pick those? Well, let's go to why I didn't pick Bitcoin. I think okay, that's fine. more I can, of a, I can deal with that. an interesting thing. So I think let's take a step back maybe and talk about what is cryptocurrency in general and where did all this come from, you know? And in, in essentially what happened in 2009, Satoshi Nakamoto, which is actually an alias for the inventor of Bitcoin, created a white paper um, in October 2008, entitled Bitcoin, a peer-to-peer -peer electronic cash system. I know I said 2009. The actual live version of Bitcoin only came in January 2009. So he did this white paper that basically explained the idea of this peer-to-peer -peer, like electronic money network. And then wasn't it kind of just like a made-up thing that this person did? No. So he actually described something called blockchain and you probably have heard that keyword maybe not as much as the typical other keywords we hear like bitcoin or cryptocurrencies yeah not too much but blockchain is in essence the technology behind bitcoin and a lot of the other cryptocurrencies the way the technology works is that it's a peer-to-peer -peer network that verifies transactions essentially if i want to send you money there's a whole bunch of computers around the world that verify the transaction before it goes to you. And what it does is it looks, it creates a ledger known as the blockchain. And when... So hold on, can I stop you? Sure, sure. So the blockchain... Yeah. 
in my mind, you just said it's a ledger. Right, okay. like an accounting ledger. Okay, so basically it's like a super high-tech, old-fashioned checkbook? I wouldn't say a checkbook per se. I'd but say you know more... how like, they like do like the two sides and then like you add it and then you subtract it. I don't really know how to use a checkbook. Well, maybe it's talking about balancing a checkbook. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Right, so <laughs> think of it like accounting, right? Like... You have, say, for example, your bank accounts. Okay. You have a whole bunch of transactions that get posted in your bank accounts okay. every day, every month, as you're going about your normal business. Now, what blockchain does is blockchain serves as, an, as a network of third-party peers that verify the transactions. And in order for the transactions to populate, it has to start at A, and it has to go to B next. It then has to go to C next. So it follows a trail. It follows a trail. And in fact, you can download the entire Bitcoin or whatever cryptocurrency. You can download their blockchain network. And you can look and see who's done what. Who paid who. Where all the money went. And because it's so public, that's one of the ways people know that it's safe. Yeah. So the whole concept of it being public is that everyone can see the blockchain Everyone knows what's going on. And that's why you have these third parties that verify the transaction. And when they do that, they basically create the next block. So when you say third party, yeah, I'm not sure what you mean by that. Is that like a person? I know it's not a bank. Right. Who, is, who or what is that third party? So we're coming to the process called mining. You've heard of mining a Bitcoin or mining a cryptocurrency. Yes. And I'm not going to lie to you when I think of mining Bitcoin. Right. It kind of reminds me of Pokemon Go. <laughs> I don't know why, but I feel like it's like kind of along the same line. Right. Well, the good news is it's not Pokemon Go. <laughs> we know how that turned out. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's a good point. <laughs> but mining is, is the process of solving mathematical equations to create the blockchain. So we watched a documentary a few weeks ago, and first of all, I'm surprised you haven't started mining. I, I wouldn't be surprised if that happened. Right. But um, the episode had a guy basically like living out of his basement with this like massive computer nightmare setup. Right. Yeah. So can you please tell me what? What is going on there? What he was doing. Yes. <laughs> and more importantly, are you going to start doing that? Because we don't have room for that so, here. So, excellent questions. <laughs> so, mining, like I said earlier, is the process of verifying transactions. Your computer is set up with a whole bunch of other computers in the world, and they verify transactions. So, you, there's no person there verifying. It's a computer that's doing the work for you. Now... These transactions have a lot of processing power that they take. And the way that the blockchain works is that the first time a block is created, that's the easiest block. The next block becomes harder. The next block becomes harder. So as time goes on, it becomes harder and harder to mine these coins. Now... Is that why there's only a limited number of coins? Yes. So, okay. so, so yeah. So on that, there's only 21 million Bitcoins out there in circulation. Forever, for everybody. Forever, for everybody. And that's why you can buy like a little portion of a bit of a cryptocurrency. Right, yeah. So a lot of people don't know. They think you have to buy the entire coin 
No, you don't. So it's not like you go and like like you have a whole nickel or a whole quarter. Right. You get like a little portion of a coin. Right. And then so, a, like a ton of other people can also have portions of that coin. Right. So think back of, well, think back to the times when you maybe had a, probably a bad example because it's not really practical, but a big lump of gold. You have this massive stone that you carry around. And when you pay someone, you cut a little piece off and you give it to them. Okay. So imagine that that whole chunk is your Bitcoin and you can give people parts of the Bitcoin. That's in essence what it means. So now you said, how, well, why don't I have that kind of setup? Now, the reason I don't have it is it's become very expensive to run that kind of stuff. So initially people just used to set up their computers and computers have got CPUs and that has processing power. So people used to use their computers processing power to mine these Bitcoin. Now, people eventually realized that, hold on, graphic cards actually do it a whole bunch better. The way that they're made is just they can handle more threads or whatever, and they're much faster at doing it. So companies like AMD and NVIDIA, their share prices have shot up as a result of blockchain and as a result of people investing in these high-end graphics cards to mine cryptocurrency. Hold on, hold on. You're losing me here. Okay. So with this mining thing. Right. It's through a bunch of computers. Yes. So basically back probably when it was a little more reasonable, literally anybody could do this. Yeah, and and today anyone can do it. And... How does that make it safer? Because that makes it a little bit more sketch to me. Well, no. So peer-to-peer means that there's no centralized exchange. It's going to a whole bunch of different computers, right? So I want to send money to you. I send out a, a message to the entire network saying I'm sending money to Katie. I need a whole bunch of computers around the network to verify the transactions. And very often you require maybe 250 verifications before that transaction is has actually posted to your accounts. How long does that take? That's the problem. So the reason I'm not a massive fan of Bitcoin is because it takes an exceptionally long time for a transaction to go through because the, ver- the verification takes very long. And I've heard people waiting an hour and a half for a transaction to go through. Oh, God, that would be awful. So imagine you go to Staples and, and you want to buy something and you try to pay with your Bitcoin and they say, hold on, ma'am, this is going to be another hour and a half. You have to wait around until your transaction posts. Do you see my problem with it? Yeah, that would be terrible. Could you yeah. imagine that at the grocery store? <laughs> like the lines aren't long enough already. Self-checkout is bad <laughs> enough, right? <laughs> imagine Walmart. Like they already only have like three checkouts even though they have like a hundred registers yeah um okay so i kind of am understanding that right so i'm still not exactly sure how why someone would mind well i i don't know why it's more safe for the computer to how that's making it more safe okay so one word manipulation okay if someone controls the network, they can push through transactions that aren't valid. Oh, okay. So that means that I can auto automatically create Did you bitcoins. Just say auto magically? Yes. Okay. 
Not automatically. <laughs> that was intentional. Okay. <laughs> so magically make bitcoins appear in my account and make it seem as though it's a, it's a, it's a valid transaction. Okay. Right. So that's why it's safe because all these different third parties, it's decentralized. No one person has control over the network. Okay. And people, there are places now that you can pay with Bitcoin. Yes, there are. Or is it just Bitcoin or is it any cryptocurrency? Well, I, I would say it depends on the place. As time goes on, you'll see adoption of more and more cryptocurrencies becoming possible. One of the big exchanges in America is called Coinbase. And they make it exceptionally easy to use your credit card or use your bank accounts to easily buy cryptocurrency with your fiat currency. Oh. Yeah. So you can go and put $100 into Ethereum or Litecoin. Just like that easy. Oh, okay. Yeah. So. Oh, they're the little ATMs that people have been talking about. Not ATMs. It's an app well, on it, your phone. Okay, never mind. Just kidding. Yeah. Then. Because I saw somewhere where there were, like, they obviously were not regular ATMs, but right. they were ATM-like Yeah. for cryptocurrencies. Right. And Do you I, think that will be, like, a mainstreamed thing one day, maybe? I mean... It depends on adoption, and I, I think it, I think one of the things it depends really on is the governments, you know. I think a lot of governments are not going to like the idea of cryptocurrency initially because they can't control it and they don't know what's happening and everything else, but that's a story for another day. So I, I'm, I'm going to go back to what we were talking about, and that's mining. Now, you said, why would you want to mine, right? Mm-hmm. So... Your computer or graphics card or whatever else it is, is verifying transactions. Now, where the mining part comes in is that you will get paid to verify transactions. What? Your computer gets paid to verify transactions. So your computer's on, it's using processing power, it's using electricity. There's a cost to what you're doing. Right. Now, you will get paid a certain amount, well, you will get paid a certain amount of Bitcoin for every transaction you verify. No way, really? Yeah, and oh. that's how people make money off it. They mine the coins. Okay, that makes a little more sense. I thought it was just like a weird guy in his basement, like <laughs> no, mining so away. They actually get paid. But the problem is with the way it's today is that a lot of the coins have become exceptionally hard to process and it takes a huge amount of electricity and processing power and you could probably put down $10,000 into a machine for you to actually see your money out was well, is probably going to take about two or three years. So the return on investments is not very good. And one can hope that when, if the price of Bitcoin goes up, it'll make it more worthwhile for people. So basically if you're not mining already, you probably don't want to. Or you should maybe think about mining another coin that is, hasn't been so publicized maybe. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, I I think that uh, that's a lot to think about. So you have been talking about earlier a little bit about it being like a common money with governments and everything else. Do you think that eventually the whole world will use some kind of cryptocurrency and... Do you think that cryptocurrency will match 
like from different places. What, when you say match, what exactly do you mean? So like, do you think the U.S. and South Africa would use the same cryptocurrency? So today you can already do that. So Bitcoin is global. Anywhere in the world you can buy Bitcoin. Okay. Right. But like, so basically if you came here with the South African rand. Right. In America, it's, it's literally just a piece of paper with a lion on it. Right. And it doesn't mean anything here. But if... Well, I wouldn't say it doesn't mean anything. You can't transact with it here. You have to exchange it. Okay. But it does still have some value. Okay. But so with cryptocurrencies, you can transfer back and forth between different countries. Yes, yes. Well, okay. it's global. So you can technically send it to anywhere in the world. Okay. You know, and just at the drop of the hat. So to answer your question, is it a currency that people are going to adopt? I don't think Bitcoin is going to be a currency that people adopt the way that it was intended to get adopted. So when I say that, I think Bitcoin, when they originally designed Bitcoin, I don't think they thought it would grow as quickly as what it has. I keep hearing the analogy, Bitcoin is to like Ash Jeeves as like another Bitcoin, another type of cryptocurrency could be to like Google. Like right. before years ago, everybody used to use Ask Jeeves. Right, and yeah. it kind of just fizzled out. And then Google, as we all know, has taken over the world. Yeah. <laughs> well, they've taken over search at least. Right. And also our mobile phones. So maybe it is the world. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So look, the, the thing is, when, the, when you say currency... I believe a currency is something I can easily transact with and it has a store of value. Okay. So in my opinion, I think that Bitcoin is not a currency because it is too volatile to be a currency right now. I also think that the transaction costs are far too high. And I think that that's one of the serious problems with the network as well as the time to process a transaction. I think that other cryptocurrencies that address that issue are in a much better place. Okay. So I would say that, look, this is just my opinion, obviously, and you should do your own research. I think cryptocurrencies that reduce transaction costs or better yet, don't have transaction costs would be substantially better. And if anyone's interested, I would look into Rayblox. Rayblox is sort of not really using blockchain technology. It's kind of something else. And I, I think people should look into it as an alternative, maybe. Okay, so can I do like a quick recap here? Because I feel like you have told me a lot. Sure. And my, my head is spinning a little bit here. Yeah. Okay, so cryptocurrencies are, there's a whole, there's, like 15,000 different types of cryptocurrencies. Maybe not 15,000, but okay, 1,500 but, or so. But like a bunch. Right, yeah. Okay, a bunch. Yeah. I can live with a bunch. So Bitcoin is just one right. type. Right. It's the biggest it's by the far. It's the big kind. It's mm. the big the big name right now. Okay, but then there's also Rayblox and Ethereum and and Ripple. So there there are choices to to choose from. Right. And when new coins come about now 
when new shares come about in a market, think of the stock exchange, right? You have an initial public offering where the company says, hey world, we want to start trading on the stock exchange. We're giving up shares. Now, when a new currency comes in, they have an ICO, which is initial coin offering, which is <laughs> kind of a funny spin-off. But <laughs> okay, and, and so mining is not anything like Pokemon Go. No. <laughs> but instead, it is a, like a computer setup, and they take all that energy and electricity, and I just repeated myself, um, to create the crypto, whatever cryptocurrency that mining computer is set up for. They create the blockchain, which which is verifying all the transactions that are happening. Okay. And, and, I, and, when, and once the transactions are verified, that posts to the blockchain as a block. And that is set in stone. I sent you money. And I don't have to buy an entire coin. No, you don't. You I can, you can buy whatever part of a coin a you want. Just a little portion of a coin. That's correct. Yeah. Okay. All right. I think I think I'm a little bit more clear now. Yeah. No. It, there definitely is a huge amount to learn, and we've actually recently had some awesome guest posts um, on Chain of Wealth from Jean-Luca. Yes. So. If anyone is looking for information about the blockchain, head over to chainofwealth.com slash crypto. That article has got loads of great information. It explains what blockchain is and how it works to verify transactions. And it really provides quite a great read. So definitely check that out. And most importantly, I did not write that. And since I didn't I, write that, so I this don't is third know, party. I don't know anything. <laughs> we have our peer-to-peer -peer going here. <laughs> yeah, I don't really know anything about cryptocurrency, so what you're reading in that in that article is actually from somebody that knows what they're talking about. Yeah, no, he he's done a very good job explaining it, and he's been interested in it for years. So there definitely is some great information there. Okay, yeah. Yeah, so highly recommend you guys check that out. It's definitely a field where I, I think it's here to stay, to be honest. You know, I don't think it's going anywhere. I think blockchain technology is phenomenal. I think that it is the best thing since sliced bread. Really? Yeah, I, I really and truly do. And I like my sliced bread. Yeah, and the way you just <laughs> polished off that container of hummus. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Blockchain is phenomenal, and I think that its usage is not just restricted to cryptocurrencies, but other crypto assets as well. So, as an example, you could use blockchain to verify stock exchange movements. You could use it to verify medical records of patients. The, the limits to which you can apply it are basically endless. I... I don't think I'm ready for that conversation yet. <laughs> well, I don't think the world is entirely ready yet. And that's why it hasn't really been developed out yet. And it's still a very new space, but it is a hot technology. And that what is it called? Blockchain. No, no, that... Crypto assets? Crypto assets, okay. Right. So cryptocurrencies are just one type of crypto assets. So crypto anything is probably going to be the next big thing. Right, yeah. And like... I'll give you a random example. Blockchain has been used to create a virtual cat. 
application. Oh, I heard about that. You can purchase your own virtual cat and the blockchain makes sure that it's a unique cat and that's everything else. It, it, it's crazy. It really is. Do you get to name the cat? Yeah, you do. Does it look like a real cat? Why don't you go check it out? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that can be the pet cat I've been wanting forever. <laughs> yeah. So if anyone is looking to get into cryptocurrency, Chain of Wealth has managed to get a discount for everyone. So Ooh, tell us. <laughs> head over to chainofwealth.com slash Bitcoin. You'll see that there's a link there, which will give you $10 of Bitcoin if you provide more than $100 of financing into the accounts. So Okay, so it's basically free $10. So you're actually investing $110. Right, if, if that's Bitcoin. the minimum you put in. But it's up to you as to how much you want to invest. Okay. But yeah, it's with Coinbase. Coinbase is very well established and they are really great. They make it super easy to do stuff. I would recommend funding it with a bank account because the transaction fees are lower. Um, and yeah. Try it out. I mean, hopefully you have $100 that you're not counting on to eat dinner with. Yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, might as well try it out. Yeah, and just to give some random numbers out there, so the entire market cap of cryptocurrency is half the market cap of Apple right now. Okay, that means nothing to me. So in other words, the entire value of the brand Apple, Yeah. every cryptocurrency out there is only half as big as Apple. Now, that's just Apple, which is, granted, it's, it's one of the biggest companies, but there are tons of other companies. So in the greater scheme of things... Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies are not as developed as what they're going as to other assets and what they're going to probably be. So interesting enough, if you look for Bitcoin and Google Trends, compare it against any celebrity, Bitcoin wins or cryptocurrencies wins. So in other words, there's more search traffic around that term and there is such interest in the technology and in what's going on. So it's definitely something to check out. Another interesting stat, which I love, is only 5% of people are invested in cryptocurrencies right now. But everybody is talking about it. Everybody is talking about it. So now's the time to get in. Yeah, it, now is a good time to be considering to get in. You know, back in the early days, I would say it was a lot more sketchy. You know, you were sort of like, what is this magical internet money? I don't believe this. Like, <laughs> I, I, I've clicked on one or two like pop-up boxes too many times. Like, I'm, I'm about to get scammed, you know. But these days, the technology has developed quite well. And there are many regulated companies out there now that actually are transacting. And like Coinbase, I know I've referred to them a couple of times, but they... Um, they keep your crypto assets actually offline while you're not using them. So that means that they're safe from hackers. Okay. And when you have your crypto all, I don't know, set up or whatever, you bought a wallet. Yes. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Right. So when you buy crypto, you get issued with a long key it's it's just a whole bunch of letters and numbers and that's basically your public address right it's the address of your bitcoin or your cryptocurrency whatever it is so you can choose to leave that at the exchange which is wherever you bought it from or 
you can take it offline. So what that means is you can transfer that coin into your into like a virtual wallet. Or it can either be a virtual or a physical wallet. So the ones that I got, it was the Nano S Ledger. You can download it onto this. It's almost like a flash drive and it's heavily encrypted and you can store your coins on this device. That way no one can gain no one can gain access to that as long as they don't have the physical device. So you don't want to lose it. You don't want to lose it, you know, and there are ways to do that on the, the web and stuff. Look, the thing is, leaving your money at the exchange is a lot safer than what it was, but every now and then you hear of exchanges getting hacked. There was just one last week where I forget the exact market cap of coins that were stolen, but it was it was big money. The companies promised to pay everyone back. I don't know how they're going to do it, but hopefully they had insurance. But my point is rather be safe than sorry. You know, take the take the measures to read about the currency and all the crypto stuff. Understand what you're buying and make sure you're always secure. Like always enable two-phase authentication on your account. It's the same as the Google thing. You know, when it when you have a Google account, you can have it text your phone when you want to log in and it asks you for that code. I know it's annoying, oh, but it's yeah, a... I hate that feature. <laughs> I hate that. It's a valid security feature and it's really really good it makes it substantially harder for someone to break into your account so just always be secure when you're transacting especially if you've got quite a bit of money in the game okay i i think i'm out of question okay cool well today was just the first out of a whole bunch of new episodes that are coming out on crypto we hope you guys liked it at chain of wealth head over to chainofwealth.com slash crypto chainofwealth.com slash bitcoin there's some great information there we teach you how to buy stuff sell stuff and join crypto school crypto school is a mailing list that we've put together it's so cool where you can learn about cryptocurrency and we will answer whatever question you have and even if you don't buy cryptocurrencies right now at crypto school you will at least learn enough to be able to sound intelligent in a conversation <laughs> with your friends right? because yeah. nobody likes to be that person that knows nothing and has nothing to contribute to the conversation of course yeah so if anything crypto school you can learn something yep. and and it'll be good yep i think that's it for this episode so if you guys have any more questions don't forget to continue the conversation at chainofwealth.com you can head over to the search box and just search for this episode. It'll be Introduction to Cryptocurrency. We've loved hanging out, Chainers. Don't forget to subscribe, rate and review us so that we can keep making this content for you. Catch you on the flip side. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.